Hey there, listener. I want to thank you for listening to the National Land Realty Podcast. Now, please remember to like, share, and review our show. If you can, take a second, hit pause, and give us a quick review. It only takes about a minute to write what you think about the content that you hear on this show. Good or bad, we want to hear it. Thank you in advance. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode number 22 of the National Land Realty Podcast, where we discuss all things land. Our goal here is to inform, educate, and entertain those of you who own land or are interested in the buying and selling of land throughout the United States. My name is Mac Christian, and I am the Chief Marketing Officer here at National Land Realty. I'll be your host for this episode. Now, this episode is a real treat. I'm talking with Greg Christensen, and he works for a brand that you have probably heard of. That would be John Deere. Greg has been with John Deere for over 20 years, and he is here to discuss what size tractor you need for your land. As you can probably imagine, the answer to that question is expansive, and Greg breaks it down so that anybody can understand what they need to know before selecting their next tractor. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. So I'm sitting here with Greg Christensen of John Deere, and uh, and we're here to talk about what size of tractor do you need. Uh, but Greg, I'd, I'd like you to walk me through a little bit first on, just tell me how you got to John Deere and how long you've been with them and sort of what your background was that led you here. Oh, sounds good. And, and first of all, great to be here, Mac. I've been looking forward to this uh, this week. Uh, always love talking tractors. Um, so again, my, yeah, I'm Greg Christensen. I've been with John Deere coming up on 20 years now. I actually started on on St. Patrick's Day of, of uh, 2003. So I always say I, I started on the greenest, greenest day of the year. So um, yeah, t- almost 20 years. Uh, I actually started with um, Iowa State guy. I went to Iowa State University in, in Ames, Iowa. Grew up in in a, in a small town of of uh, Northwest Iowa, um, about two thousand people. Um, you know, town of, of people know what you did before you did it. So, um, kind of always had ag in, in the background uh, growing up in my life, and um, actually started with with uh, John Deere Financial. Our, our credit division of John Deere right out of college. And, you know, and since then ha- have been able to do a variety of different jobs with, with John Deere, um, you know, in the field, lived in Kentucky for a few years, Des Moines, Kansas city, a couple of times had the opportunity to go to Brazil with, with John Deere for about four years um, working in our, our South America markets. Um, and then spent about five years in, in the quad cities where our, our headquarters is, or, or John Deere's headquarters is, um, working on, on combines. So, you know, kind of one, one of the biggest pieces of equipment we make to, to now working with, um, you know, the smaller tractors, five series tractors, um, kind of one extreme to, to the other. Um, so it, it, I've been doing small tractors for a couple of years and, and, um, it's, it's, it's been a fun ride. So. So it's fair to say that you understand John Deere equipment. I, I, I'll tell you, from, from a small tractor perspective, there are customers uh, that know it a lot better than I do because they're out there, <laughs> out there using it every day. Um, but but I, I get by. So so I, yeah, I, I know I know some a little bit. I could certainly imagine. So this is just pure curiosity. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. What are you working with in Brazil? Yeah. So, um, you know, for those who don't, don't understand, haven't seen what's going on in Brazil, huge agricultural market down there. They, they have, um, you know, the, they they have weather. It, it's sunny. Uh, a lot of days of the year, they get uh, warm temperatures. 
they get a lot of water. So, so the opportunity to grow, you know, two, sometimes three crops a year, um, you know, some soybeans, some, some cotton, a lot of sugar cane, a uh, huge agricultural um, area uh, down, down in Brazil. So John Deere has a lot going on down there too. That is fascinating. That's great. Yeah. Four years down there. Yeah, almost four years. So tr- tremendous people I, I got to meet. Um, weather, beautiful weather. Um, got to got to be around down there when the the World Cup was going on. Um, oh so my gosh! Just a, a, a tremendous opportunity to to see uh, uh, you know a different part of the world, different perspectives, you know, different way of doing some things. So it, it was I feel feel very blessed to, to be able to have that opportunity to go down there. I was going to say that probably plays very well into the conversation that we're having as far as trying to select the right tractor for the job in a different geographical area. There's going to be a completely different mindset on how equipment is used. So I'm, I, I'm guessing that your, your understanding of the topic is fairly pliable. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, hope, I hope I add some value to your listeners and, and uh, point them in the right path to, to selecting a, a, the right tractor. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you know, that, that being the topic, let's jump in here. So, um, you know, most of, most of our audience is going to be in the United States and it's going to be everything from somebody owning like a recreational tract, just trying to clear a roadway possibly, or just has extra acreage and needs to keep their land cleaned up. Or, you know, we have full farming operations, full, full, uh, timber operations that, that we work with on a regular basis. So obviously there's a lot of different uses that you can apply towards, you know, the equipment that you use. So, so when you're looking at this, um, you know, the, the, the answer is probably going to be fairly self-apparent as far as like, well, you know, what kind of tractor do you need? Well, what are you doing? But maybe walk me through what's the decision-making process look like that gets you from point A to point B, like where, where you walk in saying, well, I, I know I need some, I know I need some heavy lifting and I know I need some work done. What do I need? And, and sort of like, how do, how do we go through the steps on that? Yeah, no, and, and you kind of just hit it there, Mac. I think the first thing I always start with is is not how many acres someone has, but you know, who are you and 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 what are you trying to do with with the tractor you have or or wanting to acquire? And um, so it's it's not necessarily about the size, it's it's about the job that you're trying to do. And so if, if we start there, I always try and have people think about, you know, you know, either what implement do you have today that you're wanting to use, or, or if you just acquired some land, you know, what implements could you see yourself using on this land? Um, uh, one of our most, most sold implements is, is going to be like box blades and rotary cutters. So, it, you know, if you start there, and then it's, it's just an equation of, of, you know, how fast do you want to get a job done or, or how efficient do you want to do that? And then that kind of starts to get you into that, that right size of tractor. Cause you know, in, in, in just small tractors alone, when I say compact tractors to utility tractors, there's everything from a 20 horsepower, one series cut to a 130 horsepower, five series utility tractor um, for, for, for just in, in our, in our small tractor space. And then we go up to the, 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 the big, big ones with 600 horsepower that that's more for production agriculture, but I think we're going to stay a little focused on, uh, on the smaller tractors here today. So yeah, it's, it's, it's about the job. What are you trying to get done with that tractor? And I like how you put that because you could probably, you know, you can, you can mow, you know, 20 acres, but if you buy a lawnmower to do it, you'll be at it until the next mowing cycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I could mow 10 acres with a, with a push mower. I don't want to do that. And, and so <laughs> it's, it's, it's just how, what, what, uh, what do I need to, to get the job done in, in the time I'm, I'm comfortable doing it? 
So if I were to look at your product lineup, and I realize this is this will probably be putting you on the spot, but you might know it off your out of, out of pocket. How many tractor products do you have as a lineup? Oh, I, I don't know that number. There's just, there's so many. It's a massive uh, number. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's a massive, massive number. And, and, um, you know, we have, we have, if, if you go, I think I started there a one series cut. We have a two series, a three series, a four series, a five series, six series, seven, eight, nine with multiple models and configurations within each, each one of those series. So it, it's hundreds of, of yeah. different options, uh, people have to for track for just trackers. Yeah. And there's, and there's, there's modular attachments to each one of those, right? So you could have, you can have a basic small model and there's, there's everything from blades to excavator attachments to, to, and you even have long, I, I was even looking at your forestry supplies where, where everything possible in forestry, as far as tree harvesting and tree cutting and skitters, and it, it goes all the way up and then into the construction and stuff. But yeah, like you said, we'll probably keep it down to, to like base land and yeah, yeah, you know, and if you look at, um, we have, we have a, a product line that's called frontier and it, it's the, the implements and attachments that, that go on a tractor, um, to do a job. And, and I know there's over 400 different options there from box blades, to cutters, to grapples, to, to, you know, anything you can think of to, to, to do a job. Um, we have, cause you know, no, no one really goes tractoring unless you're, unless you're going in a parade. <laughs> You're, you're not just driving the tractor down. The, you're doing a job with it. So you need that implement to, to get that job done that you're trying to do. So, so what is the best way to go about that? So I'm, I, you know, I just picked up a hundred acres and, you know, let's say it's mixed use. I've got some grain on, on my parcel and then I'm keeping, you know, a wildland area for you maintaining that for wild game and stuff. And, and I'm like, you know, I'm hobby farming, maybe I'm feeding some cattle or something like that. Um, what sort of, what would be my process to look at this where like, okay, obviously, you know, I've got maybe like an old, let, let's go with a competitor, right? Like my case is falling apart and I need something better. And I want to talk to John Deere. How do I kind of establish, you know, what's going to get me the best information on what I need? Yeah. So you just told me a, a few key things there that, that I kind of zeroed in on. Um, that you're, you're probably going to be mowing some of that, that, that property. You're going to be probably feeding some cattle, which means probably hauling some bales around, um, you know, probably some round bales. Um, so you told me you're, you're probably going to need a loader, a rotary cutter. Um, and if I think of how I see that, that farm in, in my head, I'm thinking probably, you know, a six to eight foot rotary cutter to mow which means you're probably going to need about yeah, 50 PTO horsepower um, to, to run that eight, eight to or six to eight foot foot rotary cutter. You can go smaller, you can go bigger, but that that's kind of how I see it in my head. And then you're going to need a loader. That's probably going to have to lift at, at least a thousand pounds with, with those, those round bales. So um, just from the little bit you told me there, I'm, I'm probably picturing you in a, in a, in a five series, um, utility tractor or a high-end cut, but I'm thinking five series from, from the information you, you just uh, told me there. Just off the top of your head. That's pretty Just off the top of my head. That's, that's probably what I would recommend. And, yeah. and if I have grain too, do you have swathers? I'm guessing this is. A, oh yeah. Round balers and, and uh, mower conditioner, any, anything to, to bale hay, to feed, feed livestock, to, to mow, to, to, to dig, to, to move landscaping rock around. Yeah. And anything is, is possible with, with, um, you know, what, what we can offer. 
So, so if I'm thinking my way through it, according to how you just put it, you want to talk about the job at hand and you think about yeah. how big the job is. So you established, you know, the, the, you said eight to 10 foot rotary blade, it's a toe behind where, you know, you run the tractor through. So you start out with what's the equipment going to be, that's going to give me the best coverage. Then you got to figure out the engine that's going to power that. Right. Like, so you start out I'm, from how you worded it where you start out looking, okay, like an eight to 10 foot blade is going to give me a good amount of coverage. So now I got to find the tractor that's going to actually haul this thing and, and do the job. Is that sort of the, the, the way to yeah. look? Yeah. And I, I should probably step back. And if, if you look at the model numbers, at, at least on John Deere, you know, every manufacturer is differently or is different on how they, they label the, the model numbers. Um, but if you think about you know, uh, um, let's just, let's just use a Chevy truck. For example, there's a, there's a 1500 model, a 2,500 model, 3,500 model. Um, you know, they're all trucks, but the, the 3,500 is going to be able to tow and, and haul more than the, than the 1500. Right. If you look at our model numbers across the small tractor lineup, utility tractor lineup, you know, we start with the one series. Um, so that, that first letter is going to be a one. And then the rest of the letters is going to get you pretty close to an engine horsepower. So we have a, we have a one zero two three cut. So that's going to be a one series around 23 horsepower. Um, and then for every, every series, you're going to have that. So that it kind of gives you the, the capability through that one, two, three, four, five. And then you're going to have the horsepower on there that, that tells you, you know, how much horsepower that tractor has. And then once you get to the engine horsepower, um, you're going to need to know the PTO horsepower because, you know, the engine not only needs the power and run the tractor, it needs to spin that PTO as well. So you're going to have an engine horsepower and then you're going to have a PTO, which is usually uh, three quarters of the engine. Um, okay. so, so when you're thinking about implements, you know, every implement, if you go to deer.com is going to tell you your tractor needs at least 50 PTO horsepower to run this implement. So if so, you run 50 PTO horsepower, then you're going to want to run something like a 150 in that range. Yeah. If you need 50 PTO host horsepower, you're probably in that 75 engine, oh, 75. engine okay. horsepower. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So when you're, so as people are reading through this, you can tell just from the numbers on it, you're going to be able to tell which model number, the horsepower, and then the PTO horsepower is after that in the model name. Yep. Yep. That first character is usually just a series of tractor. It's going to, it's, that's more going to be frame size, how big it is. And then the, the next numbers are engine horsepower. And then we, we, we go even, even further. There's usually yeah. going to be, a, there's going to be a letter after that. So, um, you know, on our five, five series, we have the, the five E series and we have the five M series. Once you get into that letter, you know, that's more like the, if we use the Chevy example again, um, you know, there's the LT, the LTZ, the high country. So that letter is usually, you know, trim level, uh, creature comforts, uh, some, some technology starts getting into that, that letter characterization. Um, so it, it's that just by looking at that, that model number on the tractor, you can kind of see what size is it, how much horsepower does it have? And then what trim level is it going to get me for all the, the creature comforts that you can get from, from, um, you know, different cab options. Right. So, so you mentioned, is there, there's five categories, one through five, is that? In, in what I would call um, our utility tractor, right. compact utility to utility um, that we, there's really five series. And then we get up into the six series. That's when you start getting into more production agriculture um, gotcha. where you have a small farm 
um, six series, a lot of roadside mowing. You'll see as you're going down the interstate, pulling big 15 foot rotary cutters to mow in between the, the interstate line or interstate that grass in between, um, six series. And then you get, we have seven, eight, nine getting up to the, you know, production agriculture. Right. So, so if we were to take this as far as like, if somebody's looking to pick a size you want for personal use, you want to stay within that one to five model and yeah. anything at commercial grade, you're moving six and up all the way into like tens. And, you know, do you use sort of like the, when are you using a similar classification? Like, is it like a D10 tractor? Is that what I'm hearing? Or like, so like the, if for, from the a caterpillar or construction, I'm it, thinking it'd be, like, yeah, it'd be very similar to that. Yeah. So that's, so that's a competitive cause it's like you get these names that move and you like, you look at any tractor at a certain size, like, is that a D10? So that, that, that terminology is specifically to caterpillar, right? Is that, is yep. so, but, but your terminology is like, you just call that a 10 dash da da da. Yeah. So, okay. So- from how I do it on, on, on small tractors, it's, it's, I have the, the one series, which would be a compact tractor, nimble, probably using that to, it, that would have a belly mower. You maybe mowing some lawn, yeah, you know, two to three to five acres and then getting up. So then we have one, two, three, four, five, they get progressively bigger as, as you go from, from one to five. So what's the size difference? Like, so if I'm, if I'm just looking for blanket statements, what's sort of the, 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 I guess the identifiers of like what makes a one a one and a two a two size wise just just for general information. Yeah, it's 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 basically frame size and and you can kind of correlate lift capacity to that as okay. well. And then as you go up one to five, your horsepower start to go up as well. What's sort of the horsepower ranges of like a one to a five? Yeah. So on, on, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably break it down another way. We have what we call the compact utility tractors. Well, and you have different models within those. So it's yeah. not like one, like, so if you pick a one, there's like 50 different types of one that you can. Exactly. Okay. And is there exactly. overlap? Like, will you get a, like a one that's like a, you know, at a certain horsepower that you'll also see in a two, but there's different capabilities in the two. Is that the case? There is. And, and that what, that's what makes us a little tricky and, and what can be, you know, intimidating to, to a lot of folks when they're just trying to absorb all this information. So, you know, you kind of, you just got to take a breath, understand there's going to be a lot of stuff thrown at you a lot of things to consider and, and evaluate, but also remember, you know, if, if you're even considering buying a tractor, it's, 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 pretty fun part of, of owning land is to be able to, to go in and use a tractor. But yeah, there is overlap one to four. You're probably looking 22 to 60 horsepower. And then when we, that's so then moving from compact to utility tractor, then you're in that 50 all the way up to 130 horse horsepower range. So, um, compact, you're going to, you're getting the, get into some things where you do have the option to have a belly mower, more like a traditional lawnmower, riding lawnmower that that's going to provide a finish mow, or you can pull a rotary cutter if you're out mowing brush. Um, and, and like I said, it, when we started this, any of those is going to do a job. It's, it's, it goes back to how, how fast and how efficient do you want to do that job? And, and from the looks of it in your catalogs, uh, there's pretty much an infinite amount of attachments that you can throw on it. So, so it's like, what do I want to do is where you need to start Yeah, that way. And then you mentioned, you mentioned sort of like the complications of when you are looking at the, the lineups, right. Where 
there is some overlap. There's a lot of models to choose from. And, you know, there's probably a lot of, you know, John Deere customers that go in like, I need a tractor. My neighbor, Bob has this one. I want that one. And, and it's, yeah. you know, like, it, cause it, a lot of decision-making gets made like that. Like, right. Like, like I saw this and this person told me this and I want that. How yeah. do you sort of, how would you walk that person back and be like, well, are you sure? <laughs> like, yeah. maybe, maybe that guy doesn't have enough. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there are, there are people that have tractor envy and, and, uh, you know, Bob has this, so I got to get at least that or, or bigger. So, um, but you know, that's not, that's not a bad place to start is, is looking at what is in your area. Um, there's areas of the country where we sell a lot of two wheel drive tractors. So, you know, if you don't necessarily need four wheel drive on a tractor, if you're noticing a lot of two wheel drives in your area, it's, it's probably not bad to, to at least consider a two wheel drive, you know, in, in other areas, I would probably steer them away from that for, from just the sheer fact of, of resale, um, in, in areas of the country, it's going to be predominantly four wheel drive tractors. So, you know, it, you may not necessarily need four wheel drive, but if you're ever thinking about trading up or newer models, having that four wheel drive is going to be easier to, to resell um, if, if that's more predominant in your area. So you brought up, you, you kind of cued me in there when you brought up resale, cause that's something to consider with tractors. Tractors have a pretty darn good resale value. They retain their value pretty well. What is the typical lifespan on a John Deere that you see? Uh, it, it, it can go uh, probably longer than I've ever worked for John Deere, you know, which, which I said at the beginning, I've worked 20 years. Um, it, it, that all goes back to, you know, how many hours you're, you're putting on it a year, what kind of jobs are, are you doing with it? Uh, but you can expect uh, a John Deere tractor to, to last a long, long time. It, it, it just, it varies on, on how hard you're, you're pushing it um, um, and, and what you're doing with it. Yeah, I have seen tractors running on ranches up here where I live, where you can't identify what type of tractor it is because yep. it's been spray painted so many times. Yeah, it's covered in rust, and I mean it's got to be you know sixty, seventy years old. It like older than what I would figure they would have tractors on that ranch for. Yeah, um, are still running. That's what I wanted to ask if they, if you had like a baseline. Like no, they they go for like fifty years. No, it, it's, it's all different. Depends on you a long time. Yeah. And it goes back to how well, you know, you maintain it. Cause you know, when, when you, when you acquire a tractor, there, there's a level of maintenance that, that comes along with that and changing oil and, and making sure you're, you're getting it greased. And, you know, if you, if you keep up on all that, um, it can last a really long time. Oh yeah. So, uh, so when someone's looking at this, let's go to the investment side of it. If, cause obviously budget's going to play a role. Like yeah. let's take that parcel that I talked about a hundred acres yeah. split, you know, mixed use. Um, what would be sort of, and, and this is uh, again, I, I look at these as kind of like seeing what you have on your mind because they're really trash questions. I'm really setting you up on that because it's like, <laughs> it's so vague, right? Like it's, it, it would be something that where you would have to talk to the person and get an idea of their usage, but just to give some blanket statements, some base ideas, you know, what would be sort of a price range that someone would have to explore to be like, okay, I need to manage a hundred acres. Um, you know, I need to do a job on some green. I need to probably pull some tree stumps and manage some wildlands. What, what sort of, what would you be looking at for like an entry cost for something like that? Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of start with the compact utility tractors, um, which is, is, you know, if, if you're doing some big cutting and mowing, you, you 
you probably wouldn't go there, but I'll start there. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it's compact utility tractors. You're probably looking anywhere from 20 to 50,000 from that one series to, to four series, maybe more if you're getting all the bells and whistles in, in, in the cab and air conditioning and, and, you know, uh, having a nice comfortable cab to work in You're you're 20 to 50, 55, 60,000 in the compacts. Um, there is overlap when you go to the, the, the bigger ones, the fives I'll get into where, you know, you can get a open new open station for, you know, 45, 50 horsepower for, you know, high thirties all the way up to, you know, scratching a hundred thousand dollars. If, if you're getting into a five series that has 130 horsepower that had, we have uh, utility tractors that have auto track in them now, um, which is, you know, in the past, you typically thought of the auto track for the, the, the big tractors that are right. plant, planting corn. And where if, if, you know, you have a, a big pasture, you need to mow or spray, you can get auto track in your utility tractor now where you set an AB line and it's going to mow a straight line. The, the width of your mower, you get to the end, hit a button, steering wheel takes over. And so you can, you sit back and, and, and do your, do your business, uh, while, while your, your tractor's driving itself and, and, and cutting your pasture. So vague answer to what I, what I think you asked 20,000 to, to scratch in a hundred and, and anywhere in between is, is what you could be looking at. And then it, from what you just said too, in the five series, there's everything from, from 50 horsepower to 150, which yeah. is pretty broad. And then you mentioned what I'm assuming you said, Oh, oh you said open chassis, o- open station, which basically station. means without no, a cab. Right. Yeah. Without okay. Cab. That's yeah. what I was kind of curious about. At, so at what size do the cabs start? I, I would assume that they're not in the ones. No, they're uh, not in the ones. I think I'll have to go back and look. Um, I, threes, you can get a cab on three series. You can, for sure. I'd have to consult my, my deer.com website to see if we can. <laughs> I have, a, I have a teammate, uh, that, that deals with the compact tractors, but, uh, for all, you can get a cab on, on, uh, all options of all the fives. So, um, I yeah. think I should really work on getting a cab on the ones. Cause I want to see some cabs <laughs> on some, some house lawnmowers. Cause it would be hilarious. Um, but no, I, I've seen some uh, pretty ingenious, um, you know, farmers that, that have built their own too. So. I can imagine that. Well, and so, so you bring up the cabs and, and I, so you mentioned the, the, uh, what'd you call it? auto auto track. I, so I've always referred to it as like GPS coordination on, on a tractor yeah. right? because you usually see it on combines and stuff like yeah. that. So auto track is what you guys call it. Okay. So yeah. I want to make sure I have my terminology, right. Cause I, yep. like I said, I've always just been like, I don't know, it's a GPS thing. You just punch it yeah. in. So, so some of these tractors get very, very complicated. I, 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 you know, from, from somebody who doesn't have the right vocabulary, right. I've always call them space tractors, you know, it's yeah. like hop in, it's got like your, you know, everything from a, a screen in there to, to input information to, killer sound system to like leather interior and you can sit back and read a book while it does your this job. Um, tell me a little bit about sort of the, the auto track and some of the interiors that you can move up into because it's, it's really interesting. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Put in. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll start with the auto track and, you know, we're, we're celebrating 20 years of, of having, you know, um, guided tractors that, that can, um, you know, basically steer, steer themselves. I, I don't call it, they can drive themselves. 
because there, there still needs to be an operator. But, you know, once you get in that field and, and set a line, the tractor will drive that, that straight line 20 years of, of doing that in the, in the agricultural space. So if you think of, you know, all the, the Teslas and all these, these, um, you know, self-driving cars, we've been doing part of that for, for quite a while, um, now. And, you know, uh, we've been able to leverage that technology from our bigger equipment and, and start putting it into, um, you know, equipment that I'd, I'd say the everyday person can, can use on, on their land. Um, and, and auto track being one of those that, that we just put in, in the five series, um, that this last year or two, where, like I said, they can, if they're mowing a pasture, spraying a pasture, they can set a line and, and that tractor will steer itself. Um, as far as, you know, cab features and, and comfort, you can, today you can get anything from, you know, heat, air conditioning, Bluetooth radios, uh, USB chargers, cell phone, cell phone connections. It's, it's basically a, uh, you know, a nice truck on a nice truck cab on a, on a, on a, a tractor frame. So, um, you know, you could, you could spend eight, 10, 12 hours out, out working your land and, and have all the, the comforts of, of sitting in your living room recliner. Yeah. And I always like to say what, you know, you mentioned, you know, Tesla's and stuff like that. Like when you look at a new technology that's new to market, I've always kind of joked like, yeah, it's great. Let other people figure out the kinks in that thing and maybe buy like the fifth version. It, like yeah. when everything's figured out, you've been doing it for 20 years. You've yeah. got the kinks worked out. So there's very little, you know, most of the things that could be worked out have been worked out. I could probably guess at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, you know, I don't know if your, your listeners are, are aware, but for the last couple of years, we have been, um, you know, participating in, in CES, the consumer electronics show, because of our technology we're bringing to the, the agricultural space. And, and we have been doing it for, for a long time. And it, it's, it's helping us, you know, basically feed the world with, with the technology. I'll, I'll preface that saying we have it on a lot of stuff. We also have, you know, the more economical, uh, you know, just get in your tractor and, and uh, move some dirt uh, options as well. Right. So if you have the options of everything in between. You're saying don't get intimidated by how fancy these can get. That's exactly, get that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's there for those who want it and, and want to adopt it. And, and those who don't, so we have uh, you basically sit in the seat, put it in gear and, and uh, lift your bale and, and, and feed your cattle or, or mow your pasture. So. Excellent. And that, that just makes this. So this segment, it, I, I love this segment. Um, it, it is so diverse. The people we get to deal with are, are, you know, everywhere in, in between both ends of the spectrum. Um, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating. So, and, and I realize you know, we've, we've already kind of jumped on it as far as it's, it's hard to, it is hard to establish sort of what type of tractor you need for like, let's say I have five acres versus say I have a hundred but I mean, I think you could probably blanket statement a little bit of it. Like if you have five acres, you probably don't need a five series, um, you know, stuff like that. Do, do you have some sort of rules in there or some guidance on maybe what people could, could start for their search as far yeah. as. Yeah, we do. And there's some good tools. If, if they go out to that, uh, you know, deer.com, our website, there are some tools to help them get in the range. Um, we call them product selector tools. And it's going to ask those questions of, you know, one, do you need a cab or not? Do you want one? Um, you know, how many acres are you mowing? You know, what, what size of mower do you think you need to get the job done? And it's, it's going to get, it's going to narrow down your search a lot. 
Um, you know, I, I told you uh, b- before we hit record here, there, there's no magic formula of, you know, you're have X size property and, and um, Y size implement, you need Z tractor. Me personally, I have about a quarter acre here at home and I have a commercial Z track mower that's 60 inches. No, no product selector would, would put that mower in my garage. I, I, <laughs> I, I got the mower cause I wanted to get home and have it, my lawn mowed in seven minutes and then be able to help my neighbors when, when they're out of town and get their lawn done too. And, in uh, and have time for a drink maybe after I get done. So, um, it, it's, yeah, there's no, no magic formula, but there are tools out there to, to help folks, um, get, get in the, the, the right ball field of what they're going to need. Well, and for, for that matter, the utility product selector will have that link in, in, in the notes for you. So if somebody's curious about measuring out and seeing kind of what tractor they need, they can click the link there to figure it out. Um, regarding sort of the utilities on, or the attachments on the tractors, I mean, it's, you, you already said that there's a, there's a countless amount, but, but let me know some of the kind of usages that you can get out of these. Like, I mean, I, I, I could see everything from, like I said, excavator to blades to, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned, you know, ditch mowers to, I mean, uh, how many things are there, or I guess the better question is, are things that are there things that on the attachments that John Deere can't do? You know, if, if there is, I, I don't know about them. And, and, um, you know, I think I said it uh, earlier, if you look at our, our frontier product line, which is the implements and attachments are part of them, there's over 400. So, so basically, if you can dream it of doing something on your land, we probably have a, a product to help you do that. So, um, you know, there, there's also resources on, on deer.com of, of our pr- frontier portfolio guide. And it's going to be everything from snow blowers to box blades to land planes to rotary cutters to bale spears to backhoes to you know anything that you need to do buckets grapples grapples was a huge attachment um you know if you're considering a tractor i would consider a grapple uh but if, if you can dream of doing something on your your property uh, we probably have a, a solution to, to help you do that so along with that, you know, you have the, the online resources and uh, I'm just go ahead and say like a lot of the, a lot of the ranchers that I know a lot, you know, some of the farmers that I know uh, don't necessarily like websites. So, or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like yeah. I don't want to figure out all the online shopping. So who would be a yeah. great resource for someone to talk to, to figure some of this stuff out? Yeah. The, the first place I would send them is their John Deere dealer. I mean, they're, they're going to have a local dealer. Yeah, their local dealer. They're going to have the the knowledge of the local markets um, um, and, and be able to to help you guide you on, on the the journey that that is selecting the right tractor. You know, better than anyone can. You know, so that that would be step number one for me is get, just just pop into your John Deere dealer, tell them what you're trying to do, um, and, and they'll be able to help you out. So. And, and I'm guessing what you could probably do is talk to them. And if you have any doubts, then you can cross-reference that on the website to see yeah. if there's other things that you want to explore. So maybe you got the full information. It's always kind of a thing. It's like, I, you know, I talked to my neighbor. They said this. I talked to the dealer. They said something completely different. And I got a completely different story out of that. How do I cross-reference yeah. that? And then you can probably yeah. do it with the website is what I'm guessing. Yeah, no, exactly. I think the other thing I would probably recommend is uh, even if you don't, if you're not comfortable yet going and talking to someone, if you're not, not that far in the process, 
you know, there's usually some inventory sitting around at, at, at DLF. Just go sit in one, see if it feels comfortable. Um, you know, can, can you see yourself in, in that model? Like, you know, can you see everything you're going to do? How do the controls feel? Just get, get comfortable with, with sitting in one if you're totally new to tractors and, and see how it feels. And then, and then start that discussion um, with the folks at the dealership to, to continue on that journey. Gotcha. So all the good things you can do, let's, uh, let's help somebody clear some of the hurdles on the bad things that you can do. What's one of the biggest mistakes that you see people make when they're shopping for tractors or purchasing a tractor? Probably the, the biggest thing is, is not thinking through growth or, or, or solving a short-term need um, and, and probably not planning for, for expansion or, or adding on multiple implements o- over time and, and probably going too small. Um, but like I said at the beginning, any of the tractors will do any job. It goes back to time and efficiency, but that, that's probably the biggest thing is, is they want to stick to a budget, um, and, and, you know, undersize their, their tractor is, is, is probably the, the biggest thing I see. It's funny how the conversations get similar as you talk through product lineups. So I had a conversation about pole barn buildings and the number one thing that you hear about that is I should have made a bigger building. Yeah, because they accumulate more. Yeah. So, so let's say somebody does. I, I'm guessing the most common thing is to use it, realize you need something different, sell it, and then use that leverage to that and to buy something else. Yeah. But who? I'm guessing you know. Will will reps go to your place and help you figure that out, or is it mostly just conversational to to figure out like, hey, you know, what you have here is a good idea, but you need something bigger probably for when you upscale. Yeah, definitely. The, the dealer uh, personnel can help you start to figure that out. I think the other good thing is, you know, for the most part, tractors hold their value fairly well. Um, you know, there's always a need for someone to, and, and that's probably another part of our conversation is, is, you know, it may not be a new tractor that, that you end up going, going down oh. and, and acquiring, you know, our dealers have, you know, people are trading tractors all the time. So if, if, if you're not necessarily wanting or needing the new, I mean, there's always used um, equipment available either at our John Deere dealers or, or on the private market as well. So um, another option to consider, it may not be new. Um, can you get a bigger one that, that, that's slightly used um, and, and, and get the tractor that you need that way? So John Deere has a, a used marketplace that you also work with within the dealers. Yeah, no, our John Deere dealers, they, that's, that's what they do. Um, they, they, uh, not only sell new, but they, uh, take in trades and, and then resell that, that used equipment as well. Um, you know, that some of the things that, that come with a new tractor is, you know, it's going to be under warranty, probably not going to have as much maintenance, but our dealers, you know, they have, you know, extended maintenance packages they can put unused and, and make sure that that used is, is certified. Um, they've went through it, inspected it, and it's, it's good to go, uh, even though it may be a few years old. So I, I wouldn't shy away from, from used tractors at all. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure to say that because I'm sure if somebody is looking at it and they're looking at purchasing a tractor and they think about talking to John Deere, they're probably, you know, sitting there thinking in their head, like, well, man, if I talk to the dealership, it's going to cost me a ton of money for a new piece of equipment. That's not necessarily the case. No. Talk to your dealership, find something that's within your price range that's used and they can help walk you through that too. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that, like I said, that's what they do. They, they trade in equipment and, and sell the use. So they need to move that as well. And, 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 and are probably more concerned about getting you in, in the right tractor, one for needs, two for budget, 
um, no matter if that's that's new or used. So, and, and that's the other good part about it, right, too, is if you go to the dealership, then you know that it's been looked at, it's been examined, and it's going to be a quality product instead of like, you know, going off a Craigslist or something and hoping the person yeah. changes the oil. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to exactly. have to worry about those kind of things. What yeah. kind of... um what what is the warranty off the lot you know when when somebody gets something new it, i mean there's i everybody can opt into different types of warranties but what's sort of the standard and then what can you move into as far as warranties and protections yeah so i'll i'll, I'll key in on fives because that that's the one i have everyone's a little bit different but fives you're looking at a you know two-year two thousand hour warranty um and then you can can get uh what we call power guard extended warranty and, and go all the way up i think it's five or six years extended warranty um that that you can add on to that and and um you know, we, we have a, a fairly high take rate. It's sometimes extended warranties can get a bad rap, you know, when you're, you're buying yeah, a TV yeah. and, and it's, I'd say this is a completely different ball game here where, um, though there are extended warranties are, are kind of priced to, to what you would spend in maintenance anyway. And, and, um, it, it's there if you need it, uh, and, and um, I strongly urge people to consider an extended warranty if they are, are buying um, a, a new tractor, even though the, the one that comes from the factory is, is a really good warranty. Yeah. So it's just, you know, figure out, you know, what are you using it for and how much do you need to protect yourself? Yeah. You know, everyone's going to evaluate that on their own, but it's good to know that the protections are there in case it yeah. wants to explore it. They have the option. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing too, uh, uh, you know, our, our John Deere dealers, you know, all tractors are going to need an oil change at some point. They're going to need some level of, of maintenance and, and service because you're, I mean, you're working them. Um, you know, our, our dealers have all the capabilities to, to help service and, and keep that tractor running. Another thing that, that we also have, and, and um, we have tools, if, if folks are more comfortable doing it themselves, we have things like the, the Tractor Plus app where it's going to, you know, tell them, uh, you know, you need to change the oil at X amount of hours. Here's some schematics on how to do that uh, if you're comfortable doing it yourself. And, and here's the exact parts you need. Um, if you want to change that oil, um, at home in your shop or, or on your property, it's going to, it's going to walk them through how to do that. So another thing to consider, you know, dealer can do it all, but we make it easy for, for people to do it themselves. If, if they have that comfort level in, in doing it. Which is not something you see very often in machinery. Normally they want you to go in all the time, but setting people up to do that on their own is a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, do do your dealers, and this is just a, the curiosity, do your dealers work exclusively on site or would they travel to help you out with things like say that, you know, you, you're not able to transport, you know, all the way to the dealership. Do they have sort of that kind of service model? Yeah, they do. It, it's both, um, you know, for the, it, they have capability area, winches, cranes at the dealership to, to work on it. They also have mobile service trucks where they are getting out on the road and, um, and have everything they need in their, in their service truck to, to, to take care of anything that, that could happen, um, out on, on your property too. So. So if I'm looking at tractors and, um, I'm considering John Deere, what's going to be, uh, what's, what's sort of your blanket overhead, why John Deere versus everybody else? Yeah, no. So, so one, I mean, there's people that other than John Deere that make really good tractors. Um, there's so a lot of good tractors out to, to choose from across the marketplace. 
where I would say we, we kind of shine is, is our, our, our John Deere dealer network. I mean, they, they are um, I, one of the best in the business and I have no qualms about saying that. Um, and, and two, what I would probably say, if, if, if once you get in the consideration process, if you just kind of go look and, and sit, open the hoods, look at the components, you're going to see a difference of, you know, um, you know, quality beefiness of componentry versus some of what the other competitors get into. So just take a look, see how easy stuff is to service versus another competitor. And, and, you know, if you do plan on changing the oil yourself, take a look at it, see, see where you would have to do that on someone else versus a John Deere. We try to make stuff, you know, easy and accessible to, to do all that regular maintenance. And I think that's another thing that, that, that sets John Deere apart from others as well. You know, that, that is one thing that I, I have noticed and I'm, you know, I, I don't think I have to stretch it very far to, to say that it's fairly apparent that there is a giant amount of fandom um, of the John Deere product or the John Deere brand, right? Uh, you know, we, we get the accusation quite a bit. We have, we have green and yellow as part of our colors. So it's, we, we dodge that all the time of like, we have to incorporate different elements of green and yellow so that we don't look like John Deere. <laughs> um, you know, we have to move that stuff around. It's like, no, we can't look like we're copying like this, something yeah. like that. that. That just can't be part of our brand because there is such a loyal following to your brand. Do you, do you experience that a lot? I mean, are people like, like big fans of the brand itself? Yeah, there is. I mean, and, and you know, some of that, that fandom or, or loyalty is, is earned. I mean, for over the years of, of 180 plus years or however long we've been around now, some of it's earned, but I think the challenge is, is keeping that, um, which is, which is why, you know, me and my colleagues come to work every day is that to keep that, that loyalty and, and fandom going for, for the, the folks that'll come behind me in this job and in, and in the future. So. And how many dealerships do you have throughout the United States? Do you know? Oh, that's a really is that good a zinger. <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a zinger. Well, um, because well, I guess the, the I guess the difficulty in that because you have your large scale distributors like that. You have the big John Deere centers, but you also have like small scale distributors. Just like you know, you, you can see someone's a dealer in John Deere that's like a grain outfitter, right? Um, that would probably make that a little bit challenging to figure out how many total you have. So it's, yeah, I had to see if I could put you on the spot with that, which, which oh, yeah. mentally, I, we're talking hundreds. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, 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 it's hundreds for sure. I mean, the, yeah, don't feel bad about putting me in the spot. Cause I just don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, um, not that I think you should. Um, I, yeah. I was just curious if there was like a rough estimate. I mean, fundamentally there's one in every state for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hundreds for sure. And, you know, I, I would probably say from, from, uh, ag equipment number of, of locations across the U S we are by far more than, than the other competitors. So that's another nice thing of there shouldn't be a John Deere dealer too far from anyone, um, you know, in, in the United States, at least. So someone's, someone's just around the corner, ready to, ready to take care of you. I was going to say, yeah, chances are if you're in an area that requires the work of a tractor, you're probably going to have a John Deere distributor or dealer somewhere near you just by yeah. nature of the work itself. It's probably yep. be a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Excellent. Well, hey, um, I, I, I had you budgeted here for an hour. I don't want to, you know, hold you, you know, against against your time and your will here. So um, I want to give you give you your exit. But, man, I, I appreciate the time that you were able to spend here today. Uh, any kind of like last tidbits of advice for somebody looking for, for a tractor, you know, just generally. 
Yeah, no, for, first of all, I, I had fun. I can't believe it's been an hour already. Had had fun talking to you. <laughs> um, I, I think the if I had any closing comments, um, you know, I think I said it once before is it, it can be intimidating when, when you go down this process. So just, you know, take it all in, um, know that there's a lot of information to absorb. You, you have resources to help you, you know, with your John Deere dealer with some of the tools that we have available for you on, on deer.com and, and uh, to help you get in the right one and then just take it all in, enjoy it. And, you know, at the end of the day, owning a tractor is, is a fun thing. I, I wish I had some uh, property to go dink around and, and tractors and, and, uh, and get in the seat more, more than I do. But um, you know, like, yeah, take it in. It's a process um, and, and have fun doing it. Yeah, I had a, I had a lot of fun looking at the product lineups just because it's uh like like you said it's it's fun to own a tractor and as you're looking at the attachments that you guys have it's just it's like big kid Legos man like yeah, there's so really many is. things to put on this you can't yep. even fathom all the things that that John Deere has put work into on being able to attach to your tractor for different uses so it's very yeah. very cool man I and I absolutely appreciate the time no my my pleasure like I said it's been great talking to you all right man have a good one. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. This concludes episode number 22 of the National Land Realty Podcast, discussing how to select the right size tractor for your land with Greg Christensen of John Deere. You can learn more about land ownership and the buying and selling of land at nationalland.com. Quick reminder, please like, review, and share our show. Our show doesn't get found if people don't talk about it and hit that like button. So if you found this show valuable, others will too. Make sure to share it. As we get reviews, we'll share them on the podcast. Now, thank you again, and we'll see you next time.